This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Let's welcome in everybody to our special one-hour World Cup Fever edition of Real Kipper and Born. Wherever you are watching and listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Sportsnet's YouTube channel, Sportsnet Now, welcome in. And let's take a breather. It's halftime. Canada and Belgium. We are now started officially. And let me just get it right out of the way. How the hell is Canada down one nothing to Belgium? Ridiculous. Which I can't even believe we're saying, given the expectations going into the game. But boy, absolute dominance in the first half. I, our boy Sammy in there, I don't even know if he's okay. He said that the way he felt during that uh, first half made the Leafs' first-round games feel like preseason. Really? That's how emotional he felt. Really? How invested. <laughs> I didn't. That's a great hat, Borny. I, I <laughs> felt things during that half of football that I have not felt in a very long time when it comes to sports and and engagement. I think I went into the game expecting it to be more of, you know, a Belgium beatdown in Canada, maybe lucky to get one on the counter. And Canada was not even close. Like, they were by far the better team in the first half. Their their talisman, their superstar, Alfonso Davies, misses a penalty, gets stopped by Thibaut Courtois. And it just felt like the game changed right after that. So, And you know where the conversation is going right off the bat. And it will, like, be a hundred or a thousand times larger on whether Alfonso was the guy to take the penalty shot or should they have given it to David. Yeah, I, I just talked to Jeff Blair before we came on here. And Blair's, he's going to be on uh, kicking the grass after this with Devang Desai. Um and who else? Someone else. Anyway. Riccio. Dan Riccio yep. and Jeff Flair. So that's coming up after this. But Jeff was saying that, uh, you know, shouldn't have been Alfonso. But it's not like they rolled me out to take the kick. I mean, that guy should be able to convert or have a good chance at it. How long mm. was he out uh, with Davis? a hamstring? Not long. Well, what? Two weeks. Two weeks. This is his first game action in a couple is weeks. Is that enough to have not given it to him? No. He's your, like, listen, I'm hearing the, the Blair argument. Yeah. I understand that part of it. I do. You maybe give it to the guy that's more inclined, more of a center forward, more of a guy that's going to shoot in the net, you think. Better you know, at it? Alf- yeah, but Alfonso Davies, your best player. You want the historic moment. Well, what does best that mean? Player, biggest best stage. player doesn't mean you're the best at a, well, at a it's, penalty it's kick. It's Gretzky in the shootout, right? It's listen, the send Gretzky. Is this Nagano? You want, if I'm a Canadian soccer fan, which I am, I want the first goal in Canadian World Cup history to be converted by their best all-time. But that's you know not who a good I point. Yeah, you know it matters. Who, you, you, no. you know who I want? The guy who kicks I it want up. the best guy that gives me a chance to go up one nothing. That's that's what. So now you're going Listen, all... Boys, you want, I'm grasping at straws. Hey. I'm devastated back here. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I got, hey. I'm, just, I'm grasping hey. at straws. So, man, they were dominant. Dominant. Beyond See, that, he's, even. He's already, like... Uh, He's gone to Hollywood for the 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 movie the the movie oh, version yeah, of this sh- story. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Right. He wants a better script for the movie that they're going to make in twenty he wants years. A good script winning. Yes. But my God, exactly. I mean, 
just by the expected goals in that period or two and a half for Canada to half a goal for Belgium and they're losing. So Barney, I was loving your hockey isms throughout. <laughs> yeah, they, they were good. Great underlying. Magic. They were good on the four check. They, they were. were got yeah. it deep, got after yeah. him, made him turn good through the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Except a couple of times. Gotta get Kevin above. De Bruyne unmarked down the you middle. Gotta a little keep scary. An F3. You cannot yeah. let your point get so Belgium. Cruising. Gets the wind up the middle and they bury it. What a, what a, Pass. I and mean, what a ball pass. in that was. Yeah. Just boom. That's right a thing. Down the gut. That's why teams like that, that's why they're ranked number two in the world. Because they have guys that make unbelievable plays even when they're not playing that well. You know, it just it happens quick. So I know. It's about to start here. Um, I'll be trying my best to stay engaged. I got some <laughs> clips from uh, Keith talking about, I don't even know what. <laughs> At cut, least made a trade. Hey, I, I hey. cut five or six. When we want to get your attention, you take that hat All off right. and you just start <laughs> waving it around, okay? Ear flaps up mean we need you. Ear uh, flaps down mean I'm invested. All right. Toronto Maybe Maple Leafs. We've got a trade. We have a trade to announce. We've got a trade to announce. Not wasting any time getting some help. Kyle Dubas trades with someone he's very familiar with. Bill the, Armstrong. Is he the only guy who will take Kyle's calls? I think so. <laughs> Kyle's calling around. It's like a lot of people change their numbers in this league. Bill's picking up. Defenseman for a forward. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, trading for need. Curtis Douglas, a member of the Toronto Marlies, now headed to Arizona for Connor Timmins. Yes. A one-time high prospect. Yeah. He had a lot of upside. Yep. Ran into some injuries, including uh, uh, a fairly significant concussion. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, when he's was battled. That? Uh, I think he's missed close to, like, a season. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Here's, here's what I know about him. I know yeah. he is six foot two and 200 pounds. He shoots right. Yeah. He was drafted in the second round barely. I think 32nd overall, which technically yeah. now is the first round. Um and he makes like league minimum, and they have no D men. So to me, it's like okay, and take the flyer. Pl- and he played for the uh, Sioux Greyhounds. God, why? Why does that have to be? And, a thing? And in he fact, may, he may have played. He was a a partner, I think, of Mac Hollowell. Of Mac Hollowell. To Sammy's point, he saw Hollowell in practice and went, "God, I'd sure prefer to have his partner from the Sioux." <laughs> <laughs> Just went out and got an up the upgraded guy on the pair. So, so yeah, this but, is at the very least throw it on the wall and see if it sticks 100 percent. you just need options like there weren't even guys to turn to anymore like i don't believe you or anyone even they believe that mac hollowell is going to be a permanent fixture could connor connor timmons i actually like hearing that he had some injury issues not because that's good yeah but because you'd like to think that there's something that held him back yes. from reaching potential and that's 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 the thing right now yeah is that uh is is the worst behind him, and can Kyle see something in him that says if, once he gets over that hump? And we've we've all played with guys there. You just like ah, he's injury prone, and mm-hmm. it's like they just need that one stretch where they can get out of that and start getting a a regular field, a routine, mm-hmm. get consecutive games in. I, I don't know if it's going to be this kid or not, but it, it's it's worth a shot here. They were. They were down on Curtis Douglas. Really? Yes. Because going into the year, you know, I talked to people who thought he might be the next guy up. Oh, no, no. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, at some point, either at the end of last season or going into the summer, 
Kyle Dubas made it a point to say that they think that this kid can come in and challenge. Yeah. Well, and and I th- believe he plays center as well, Douglas. And you got Pontus Holmberg yeah. up here who had no goals, not a physical menace. He clearly hadn't, uh, Douglas didn't have the season they were hoping for. Um, before, so if I don't know if you want more just, on him. Yeah, yeah. Just to add um, that Connor Timmons, like there is some there is some pedigree here. He was a second round pick, the 32nd overall pick. Oh, no. Uh, second, second round, sorry, Six foot two, right shot hey, defenseman. That made highly it. regarded yeah. as a top prospect. Was he once Colorado? No, it's someone else. Um, but yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's he comes from from somewhere where he, he was expected to be great. So yeah. that's good. The one thing that does concern me, fellas, whether he's been injury prone and working yeah. his way back or not, he can't crack the Arizona Coyotes decor. Yeah. JJ Moser, Moser, and you know Patrick Dyson Mayo, yeah. Troy Stetcher, Lachine. Got, like I don't know. Can't he can't crack that group? Well, he's. He's going to come in, a uh, fairly skilled guy, uh, a puck mover. I, I guess he can get pucks through to the net. He had 60 points when yeah. you're in the in the OHL. So there is that pedigree a little game. bit. Wow. Uh, but he gives them nothing when it comes to sandpaper and grit. That's not this guy. Mm-hmm. So if we want to, you know, even go back to what we thought was a fairly minor trade last year for Labushkin. He is not that guy. No. It's more of what the Leafs have stylistically. You could have had Ryan Reeves Correct. for a fifth. Ryan Reeves got traded today, if you don't yeah. know that. We got saw traded that. to the Minnesota Wild. Boy, did he fall out of the be- uh, the books in uh, New York. You know, I haven't watched him closely, yeah. admittedly, but I wonder, like, is his play falling off? Because he's still the same intimidating guy. He still is fighting yeah, when I watch the highlights. Few healthy scratches, I think. Yeah. And you I, wonder if I, he went off off the ice, was like, "Hey, I'm not doing this." And I think they just got the, they got tired of his act. Yeah. Yeah. Being and the, the just big, about him and just, he is. doing and, that. Uh, you know, listening to Billy Garen, uh, just read a quote off of uh, Billy Garen on picking up Ryan Reeves. Um, it's not for the fighting, he says. He's a big personality mm-hmm. he's got a lot of energy and he's got swagger and we've been missing that hmm. so uh it's that energy it's that bigger than life it's funny because bill has that feel and so he would recognize like you know what value that might have to a group and what's oh, he making one, what's he making 1.7 uh i don't know that yeah i think that's correct should i be mean and and make sammy look it up <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Ryan Reeves. How much does he make? It, like, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I was trying to look up the Minnesota Wild lineup because my one seven. My thought on the Wild is that's already a pretty tough team, right? Like he signed for this year at one point seven five, and that's it. His deal's Joel done. Erickson, Eck, yeah. Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenway, Jacob Middleton, like Dumba. Signed, they got some big guys. Like, he signed a one-year deal. You traded 1.7 for a big personality. You could add the three of us for a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, don't I you can think? tell you that. Yeah, everyone's available for a price, and mine ain't that. I'll tell you that much. Do we know if uh, Timmons can get in the lineup tonight? I don't know about tonight. It would seem unlikely unless they... Oh, no. Sometimes you catch a flight. You're three hours away. Just pack a toothbrush. I don't think they can pull the rug out on Hollowell now, though. Like, the guy's like... he's playing. He did an interview for Sportsnet. He's he's talking about how it means the world to him and everything. You couldn't just Charlie Brown pull the football away from him. Like, can't be Lucy. I think 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, though, Connor Timmons will likely be suiting up for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think we will see him, yes. 
Friday, the day that we are doing the post game and not a show. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. For sure. All right. Well, Connor Timmons, there you go. There's another body for you. Right hand shot and six foot two. I like the gamble. I Honestly, do. What's the harm? I yeah. mean, if Douglas wasn't going to come in, you didn't see yeah. a spot where he was going to help you. There's no, no yeah, harm. Listen, here. And, you know, until he becomes I Mason mean, Marchman 2.0. That's, that's it. Like you went there, you, eh? you, you, <laughs> well, you, that's what they thought got, he might be. You got rid of a guy that you thought was pretty much like Curtis Douglas. And is there a chance that this thing goes, Kyle goes over for two on, on these type of players? Yeah, you know, there is a chance. Um, and I, what, what concerns me most about Curtis Douglas is he's 22 years old. So he's still very young at yeah. 22 and he's six foot nine. And so six foot nine, it takes a little while to coordinate all yeah. that. I don't know if you watched Zidane Chara the first couple leagues uh, years yeah. in the league, but he wasn't Zidane Chara. Well, this, for a is, while. this is where Kyle Dubas and I'm sure his staff goes, he will never be That's the, the bear that Chara Luch. was or to us to maybe even a lesser extent uh, Mason Marchment like those guys they don't mind getting their noses dirty and yeah. that's where they looked at Curtis Douglas and they weren't happy with him at all well you know last they year they thought they thought he was way too soft really this yes. year this year. And you know what else? Last year, the guy scores 13 times in 60-some games, and they're like, all right, we might have something here. He comes in at age 22. They've played 13 games, no goals, one assist. So he goes from being a, you know, a half a point per game yeah. guy on top of and the PIMS to You know, the, the other thing that kind of makes me nervous, though, when, you know, the Leafs evaluate talent is that, like, Mason Marchment has exceptional Hockey IQ, like it's really good, like and really it was really slippery hands and, and, too. And they just didn't see it, like that. That is a little bit of a concern. That how can a a guy that can do what he's doing in Dallas or mm. what he's done uh, on that short uh, sample in Florida, like how did they not see a guy like that? When he was with you with the Marlies and, and to give him up. I think they did. My my understanding is they just thought he couldn't stay healthy, which like Connor Timmons is probably a bad reason to give up on a guy who's 23-24, ball in Canada. Um, you know, not, not a great reason to give up on a guy. You know, it, it is, I'm just worried about that the coordination comes for Douglas and it happens down the road. But here's my question to you, Kipper. It doesn't feel like young guys coming into the league today are either willing to or aware of the fact that if you just be the bulldozer, that teams will want you. That not everyone has to be the skill guy. And, like, I thought that with Richie when he was here. Yeah. And Douglas, too. Douglas didn't have to score a goal this no. year. If he came out and was nasty, it's, they'd have used him. It's just so hard, I think, today for players to uh, identify that and then ask themselves the question, do I want to do, do it? Do I want a life of that? Do I want to commit to being the guy who's yeah, See, that's where that a is. lot of these kids are just dumb. Because you don't have to fight much anymore. You don't. You know, the best piece of advice I got from, like, a guy like Tim Kerr when I first broke into the, Speaking of tough. Yes. And Tim was kind of cut from the same cloth as me, mm -hmm. undrafted, Came in, 
played a bit of a role early, big, strong guy, got his nose dirty, and then he bought himself time. Yeah. The key in all of this, when you make that decision, is buy yourself time. Yeah. And if a guy like uh, Curtis Douglas came in and just, like, think about this for a second. The Leafs are dying for a fourth line, fourth liner, (laughs) big, mean, can just chase people around. The door's not even open. It's off the hinges. Just all it's you need an open to do gate. is just fake it till you make it. Yeah. And then if you're if it's in you to go to another level, then they move you up a right. little bit. You have a couple of looks with a guy named Tavares, and Bob's your uncle. You've come in right. and you've shut the door. Yeah. And you know what? They won't do that though. But you know what? They're and that's not an option for everyone. I look at Nick Robertson, and I've got an article that should be out on Shane Wright any minute here. But those guys don't have the option to do what you're talking about, to fake a team, make it play physical. But they can play defensively and do other things. But when you have the option to do what Curtis Douglas had as an option, or what I assume a number of guys in the Marlies have the chance to yeah. do, I, I, I get it's hard to flip the switch and be that guy and try to give up on scoring or whatever, but boy... Just be more well-rounded and go, go, go. All right, jam-packed hour. While we check on the corner of our eye, give us an update, Sammy. What, Bel- are, what are you hearing? just get a yellow for something? What do you got going here? Honestly, boys, it's more the same. Canada's playing really well. They've missed a few chances here. I, I fear that it's going to be similar to the first half. It would be my, my... The comparison, the Leafs comparison from before was, you know, in, against Montreal in the playoffs when they were all over them, all over them, dominate, dominate. The Montreal would quick strike the other way on a, on a rush, so... I will say, though, I am incredibly encouraged about how good Canada looks. Like, well, they if they look like the this against Belgium, they can play against anyone. Bingo. So, yeah. I'm excited by this performance so far. I would love them to find a point. Just Tie kick it, it into the, the big net, hockey Here's net. the thing about in soccer. The net's big. It's real big. You just kick it in there. <laughs> the one guy pounded one in the first half. <laughs> gave, it a, gave it a run. Just one more follow-up on our conversation. Good. We should talk hockey. Yeah, we, we are talking <laughs> hockey. And just with the kids today and identifying that. Yeah. Should a coach do that? Um, we'll talk after on that. Go ahead. The, the other thing in the equation is that we're talking about a new generation that have probably come from a family with deeper pockets mm-hmm. than our generation Good pick up so we really found that when it came to you know uh, kids out west you know yeah. farming f- farmers and yeah. you know people that uh um watch their parents really late work and labor and knowing that you know, my dad probably never made much more than thirty, forty thousand a year, and I now I've got a chance to make a hundred or two hundred if I just do this. Yeah, and those decisions were a lot easier. Um, you got to go get a I'm, job anyway if it doesn't work I'm, out. I'm so talk, you might as you well. Know, I, we we talk all the time to the alumni, and we talk about kids, and it's like, you know, how upset is my kid after a loss? You know, driving in the back of a Range Rover. Range Rover on, an, on a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think that's a really good point. I don't think there's a lot of players coming up right now who have the, I need to do this or I got to go get a job at the coal right? mines mentality. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's just another factor here. That's right. Mom and dad, I blame you for giving me a quality upbringing for my lack of grit. Okay, look at this. We're 20 minutes into the show. Not one Kipper's Clipper. We got him, though. We got him. Yeah. Sheldon Keefe, 
opening our Kipper's Clipper. Have we got anybody watching on, uh, <laughs> it was on like YouTube or legit. anybody check. listening? All right, 415. Can we just sit What's around up, like an episode of Blazing Saddles around the fire for one hour? Go and on. would anybody notice? Those, I <laughs> am so thankful for our real Kipper on board. I am too. Truly. 408 are awesome. people watching on YouTube. Like, that's incredible. Oh, tip your hat. Tip Thank your hat. you. <laughs> tip, <laughs> your, tip that beautiful bucket that yes. you have on morning. Yes. All right. Hey, oh, we got to mention we got Darren Pang. We got Panger. We got Panger. We would have been up one nothing against Belgium on that penalty kick if Panger was the goalie. Hundred percent, it might be two nothing. There's not, a couple of kicks there. He would never I think that's have fair. reached. Couldn't it. have got to. That's no a fair observation. <laughs> never reached it. We got Darren Pang in about five minutes. What do you want to start with? Uh, oh, we're going to start with Keith on uh, on some adversity, mm-hmm. particularly we know the blue line. Let's have a listen. For sure, I do. I think that's that's part of it, right? Is the season, you know, through 82 games, it tests you. It challenges you in all sorts of different ways. And uh, I think that's where, you, that's where you build a team and that's where you grow as a team. And the reality is that's, that's kind of the best part of the journey. You know, it's, you know, a team like ours, a lot of times you say, like, let's fast forward and get right to the playoffs and get where it really counts. But, like, the journey and the path and the, and the grind that you go through, that's the best part of it. Um, and the teams that handle that the best are the ones that ultimately, you know, come out in the end when it counts the most in the playoffs. So that's where we want to be. Just so happens that we have dealt with a lot here through 20 games. You know, maybe, maybe a season's worth of stuff uh, that we've dealt with through 20 games. And we're, here we are still standing. And, um, you know, building a lot of belief in, in what we're trying to do as a team and recognizing that the foundation that we've put in place defensively gives us a chance to compete in every game no matter who's in the lineup. So that mindset needs to continue while we continue to push and challenge for ways to score more, uh, both uh, five on five and our power play for that matter. Okay, Sammy, you got to pay attention because I need you on this yep. one. All right, focus. I, I, focus. Lo- I, I love that. I love that clip. Just talking about the adversity. What do you got? Um, is this the worst stretch of lost men that, that that Brendan has had in seven or eight years now? No. I remember Is there a worse one? I want to say it was the year Tyson Berry was on the Leafs. And they had Tyson Berry and Martin Marinchin as their top pairing for a while. <laughs> like I remember they lost I remember I think it was Riley was out. Again, it was... Um, Riley was out at that point, yeah. too? Yeah, Riley yeah, was out. much hockey. Muzzin was out. There was, like, a big point where there was a bunch of guys out, and they were... It okay. Was, it was not good, but this is this is a testing stretch here, no doubt. So my observation from Sheldon there is him trying to sell it that the real friends you... Or what is it, the... <laughs> The journey along the way, that's where, where it really matters. It's all about the journey, yeah. not the destination. Yeah, a little early for me on that one. Yeah, the I end result I, is about I the friends have, you made along the way. I wouldn't have pulled out the journey card just yet. Yeah, well, that, that was an interesting angle. The other thing, though, I do believe that instead of right now being like, oh, my God, we're playing our ninth D or whatever, if you don't learn now what you have in these guys, you don't want to find out come playoffs or you don't want to find out in the second round you know, when you're down to your eighth or ninth guy. So let's see. You know, let's see what Sandine does with more. And I don't even mean Mac Hollowell. Let's just see what 
Lilligren does with more. Can Ben play consistently well with Riley? I think it's a good time to learn about your team. So I, I, I can heed what they're saying a little bit on some of this. Leafs made the trade official, by the way. There you go. Timmons for Punchy Douglas. I'm just mad we lost him we never, for the next We nickname. never got to see him once. So there you go. It's an official. Just like he is taller than Hollowell and Victor Mete taller. combined. Yeah, well, geez, combined. <laughs> so like, I'm just, I get it that he's soft, yeah. but I don't know. Just maybe it would, it would have been nice to have a couple of looks of him. Just to at punchy, yeah, punchy. Yeah. Just to kind of put his put the I nail agree. in his coffin that he it won't work here. I agree. I because you wonder if the opportunity to get up would have made him a little hungrier to show what he could be well, for them. There, there was an issue there. I'm telling you right now, there was an issue. Uh, I think early in the season, if I'm not mistaken, Shalgren got run. Oh, and they were like, "Where were you?" I, oh, I'll tell you where he was. He's right beside, I think, the guy that ran Shalgren. Just giving him a hug? Pretty much. Yeah, that's tough. And I I don't think it sat well. Huh. It is It is a funny thing where if you play a certain role, you know, you don't always get to dictate when you are needed to be a certain way. So. Do you want to play one more clip before we get to Paris? Because yes. Robertson's getting in tonight. Yep. So we should play the uh, no. one getting the opportunity. No. What do you want to play? I want to play uh, Keefe on facing the Devils. Okay. Defensively, we got to do a lot of what we did. We just have to maintain it for three periods. That's, you know, that's been the biggest challenge here as you look at the games that they've won, especially the ones of late. They've just been, they stay with it for 60 minutes and the other team seems to go away. Um, we, we need to stay with it all the way through. Uh, so that's not easy. It takes a lot of discipline, you know, full commitment, all those kind of things. It's, it's a team that's got a lot of confidence and, and playing well through four lines and six defense and playing well as a group uh, on offense and defense. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a big challenge there for sure. Uh, but a huge opportunity here for us, huge opportunity for us to rally around here we go, boys. You know, the, the adversity we have on defense and, and the situation we're in there, the fact we're playing a very good team on the road. Uh, you know, so these are the kind of games I think you just get you a little more excited to play. Well, can we play that one more time? I was watching the <laughs> soccer game. <laughs> they just need to be good no, on offense kidding. and on defense and play for 60 minutes well because uh, the Devils are really good. On both sides and of the we, ball. We just watched them last week. So uh, you tell me, JB, what are we going to see tonight? We see a depleted blue line for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We see a team that has won 13 games mm-hmm. in a row and is a lot closer to history than they were a week ago. Uh, I mean, like think about the Devils now coming into this game and and the strut that they have and mm-hmm. the heater that they're on and the that's how doing pretty good how good they feel is this a team that's going to waste an opportunity to continue their historical run here on a team that's lost half their blue line i you know it, it feels weird for the leafs there aren't many games going into it when you expect them to oh boy can in trouble where you expect them to you know they're the real underdog right whether it's betting or opinion or whatever this is they tend to perform fairly well in these positions when they're not, when it's supposed to be hard. The one thing I think with this Leafs team is that they have to use their strength to their advantage, which is possession. You know, you need the guys to have the puck in the devil zone and circle around, and you can't just be firing in random shots on hope. They need to kind of play at that end of the rink because at some point, 
Jordy Ben and Mac Hollowell are going to be out there against Miles Wood and Bastion and McLeod, or it's going to be Zetterland and Hughes and whoever else they play with. This is a game where Matthews and Marner have to have the puck more than yeah. anyone else yeah. over 60 minutes. They also need to score. Like, I mean, t- that's obvious and I know, but like they need to take advantage of their chances. They need to score just to, I think, make it interesting and close. Right. Like if they, th- this game is probably, and this is super jinxy, but you're looking at a, you know, if they're in this one, it's 3-3 three, three in the third at some point, that sort of thing. Like where you score with them because you you have to believe this Devils team, the way they create is going to get their offense against a really depleted decor for the Leafs. Defensively, boy, some two pairs that are worrisome for the Leafs. Is this uh Sammy? Where's Panger? Is he coming? I was just about to call. Oh, okay. <laughs> just. I want you in this conversation. Is this tonight a fork in the road in terms of how bad it could be moving forward or whether or not they can find a way to battle the adversity that Sheldon is and and tread water mm-hmm. until they get Brody back? I think it's a great point. I think it's there's probably a lot of dubious eyes on this game tonight seeing what this decor looks like against potentially the best team in the NHL. Yeah. Right? Like, I think... What's what's the difference between a win, a loss, and a bad loss? Like... It's a good question. 4-3 loss to a team that's been humming like this. New Jersey. Or a 7-1 loss. Mm -hmm. We'll see how old Matt Murray looks behind this decor. Against the last team. You know, this... uh, I sound like McKee here, but thank God it is Murray. Like, I feel good that one of the two guys they mean to be the goalie is is in. Uh, no, not to carve on Shalgren, but it has cool been. cool if a, I call Panger? Yeah, yeah, call yeah. Panger now, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get him out here. Some uh, some takes. St. Louis Blues, speaking of teams on fire, they've won seven in a row. Is that good? How does uh, that happen? Well, <laughs> I don't know. They've had three streaks all year. They won four, they lost eight, they won seven. They're, I think they're currently... In a playoff spot after losing eight straight games, 19 games into the season. So we're going to find out from Darren Pang on that. But this is the mark, eh, Kipper? This is uh, American Thanksgiving, the one everyone talks about. If you're in, you're in. If you're within three or four points of the playoffs, or if you're not within three or four points, you're cooked. I just, uh, tonight for me, has a feel that that, that there's going to be a a, a potential swing here. That, and... This is the issue with Toronto Maple Leaf fans or the media in general. It's like, go big or go home. You're going to have a huge, great opinion of the Leafs or you're going to have the worst opinion ever. And it just seems like this game might dictate where where people fall after 60 minutes. Okay, let's welcome in uh, Panger. I said that uh, if you were the goalie for Belgium, we would have been up 1-0 in the first half, Canada. Um, But, uh, you know, he's like uh, six foot forever and made a huge save on her 611 they have a goalie 611 cheating yellow card oh my god that's three of you panger 611 are you serious yes hi borny how you doing kipper you know what kipper thanks yeah buddy i i don't i don't uh I don't eliminate my afternoon naps on game days for too many people. Oh, so. you're awesome because yeah, you know what? We know. we had trouble booking anybody to come on. It's Canada <laughs> no, and Belgium. We did not. And <laughs> I know. no, I'm, I'm that was just the last you, call. No, you were our first call. Rolodex. You were our first call, and I'm not kidding you. 
I don't know. Why don't you send them some Greek food over there? <laughs> How is your schedule? Soccer, How is your schedule? Soccer players playing well on the pitch. Yes. How does the pitch look anyway? Does the it pitch look fine? looks fantastic. Does I would does. love to hit like a four iron off of it. Ooh. Wow. I've it seen you hit a four that iron. That's pure. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Hey, um, how's your schedule? Oh, busy. Really busy. Remember when I was with you on Wednesdays on, on sports? I sure remember, buddy. I remember busting my chops getting there from, from wherever. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm on that same one. Tonight's not a a TNT game for me. I'm going to do the Friday TNT game. So that allowed me to do the blues game here in Buffalo. And I've been busy. I've been um, I've been really busy. Luckily, uh, I have a lot of five-hour energies. Yes. And uh, good. And at night, a bourbon or two, and good. then I'm ready to go again. Good. Yeah. And uh, so, I want to get your thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, from from your perspective, and people still not. We we know what what's going on with the injuries, but that alone, um, do you do you think that uh, this is an elite team on the outside looking in when they're healthy or there's just too many uh, uncertainties still? Well, I, I, I do think in the games that I've watched, uh, fellas, that the, the one area that it's still for me that has to be a bit of a concern, and it's it's that way for a lot of teams that have some skill and they, you know, you want to play some pond hockey or you want to keep, you know, making plays through the seams and is, is getting to the front of the opposition's net. And, uh, you know, I even think that game against against uh, New Jersey would have been a good example of that. And I talked to a couple of my friends that were, you know, in pro scouting and assistant general managers and were at that game. And I just wanted to know, like, how, how, how was that game? Was it? And they're like, well, you know what? New Jersey did a great job of, of defending the slot, defending their own net. And, and really, you know, Toronto didn't get there. And, and I think that's that's a big part of it is as we look at the regular season and there's lots of hockey left to play, but. To establish the, the the territories is going to be very important for, you know, a skilled team like Toronto. And that is how badly do you want to get to the to the net? How badly do you want to get to the crease? How badly do you want to get to the front of the net? So, um, I mean, those are those are areas that I I think that that inner toughness and that defending your own your own net, and then getting to the front of the net of the opposition and and do whatever it takes to get there. Um, because as we know, as the season goes on, those dot to dot passes those those you know beautiful plays from behind or, or looking for the next layer or looking for the next play it doesn't uh, you know that doesn't work once you get in the seven game playoff series because that that's the part that gets defended really well so um, as I look at them I still consider them a, an elite team with skill with pucks with plays they would scare the daylights out of me if I was the goaltender facing them um, but as we well know um, in order to win those two one games and those three two games you've got to have that that grit as well that goes along with that skill. Dare I ask you, are, are you talking about Austin Matthews? <laughs> I'm talking about any skill player that doesn't want to go there, but Austin for sure. I mean, yeah, Austin could do him, you know, he could certainly do himself a favor and, and, uh, and, you know, um, I was going to use a phrase. I, I never use this phrase, but belly up to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we know that one well, but, um, you know, go right, go right to the blue yeah. paint. I mean, and, his, his numbers know, aren't horrible, Panger, but they're no, not. Uh, but but he he's not. Uh, he doesn't look like the second best player in the world right now. Which you know we've been accustomed to thinking it's McDavid, Matthews, and everybody else. 
Well, and that's, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's, he still, as we well know, um, has incredible elite high-end skill that is hard to teach. But some of the things he does, I still don't, I haven't even looked at it on video and what he, how he practices and edge work and all that. And man, oh man, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to fathom some of the stuff that he can do. So we, we, we know that that's there. Um, but maybe, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if early on, um, that one sequence where he didn't get involved. I, and I can't even remember the team that it, it was now, but, Billy. um, right. It was a connect me. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's one of those circumstances that stay with you for a little bit. And, 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 you know, maybe that's as a, has that affected him? Is, is that a, is that something that he's got to get? He's got to get you know to the grit yep. to prove to people that through hey, it, listen, right? I am through I, it. I am a big strong guy. Yeah, get get through it and and uh, and play that way. And I understand in in October and early November. Listen, I've watched enough hockey to know that a lot of the skill players they 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 like to play a little pond hockey game. They're still got that mentality, and they're they're not just there yet. Um, but boy, it's it's getting to that point right now where this is where you've got to turn the corner and. And and play the kind of game that sometimes is an uncomfortable game, and and I know that's an uncomfortable game for Austin. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that he's got to go th- through every single player that he that he that he faces one on one. But man, he's so big and he's so strong, and he can do that. And it'd be nice to see him be that power forward that goes through some of these players a little bit harder like that. Banger, one of the fantasies I think for Toronto Maple Leafs fans is there the idea, and this is kind of popular in the analytics community, that if you're good enough for long enough, you get in the playoffs and get enough kicks to the can, at some point you get the bounces. Things go your way. And I wanted to get your take on that because the Blues are often held up as sort of the team that that happened to, that they were good. What they make playoffs for? 25, 26 years? I mean, they were constantly in playoffs. You know, do you think the year they won the Cup, they were the best team in the NHL? Do they get the bounces? Like, is there a, a world where for the Leafs, they're a similar team, but they just find more bounces one year? Um, I, I, you know, being a part of that, that whole ride, once January 5th came around or 6th or 7th of that year, I would often say to John Kelly, like, I'd say they're, they're not going to lose. Like they'll right. be down three to one in the third period. And, and, uh, Justin, I'd, I'd be like, they'll, they'll win the game four or three. They'll find a way. Right. There wasn't anything lucky about it. It was the way they played. You know, once Craig Berube got a hold of the, I don't know, the inner soul of the team, there is no denying them. And I don't think they were the best team in the league, but I, I think they were as complete a team as you're going to find in doing exactly what the coach wanted. And we've seen, I've seen Jim Montgomery take some things from the blues and, and carry it over to the Boston Bruins this year, you know, um, before their mentality under, under, uh, under Butchie uh, was, was, you know, a lot of times they, they did fire a lot of pucks towards the goaltender's feet in certain areas. Now you're watching the Boston Bruins. They're holding on to pucks. They're going around the net. They're, uh, they're, they're in the, you know, they're in, a, in the offensive zone for, you know, one shift. And then the next shift, the next line comes up and the next line comes off and it's sustained pressure and sustained pressure. Right. And so there's some similarities that other teams have taken from that, from that blues team to make them a harder team to play against. And that's where people think that they were this big, strong team that was heavy on pucks. Well, they were heavy on pucks because they didn't want to give that puck up. And so, um, 
anyway, look, looking at the way, uh, you know, actually looking at the way that the Blues played that year and looking at the way the Bruins are playing this year, that's always something that if I were any team that has big, strong guys that are good on pucks, that, are, that can make a play, I would copy some of the strengths of those two teams and take them on. And, you know, maybe that's something that Toronto could do as well. We're talking to Darren Pang, former NHL goaltender, hockey analyst with TNT, a guy that I've played golf with in my basement on my simulator. Um, what a life. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I, I'm America's guest, um, not only on the real courses, but also <laughs> at people's homes. That's a and, dream. Uh, I want that gig. <laughs> no, I tell you what, poor Kipper's, uh, Kipper's wife was just trying to have an afternoon nap, and, uh, and the simulator's right down below, and I never stopped. I think I went an hour and 15 minutes of just hammering balls down there. Just shanking them through the windows down there? What, Kipper? Oh, my God. Panger, I'm going to lead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say those 1985 persimmon woods that you have down there. Yes. I was just drilling them. Yes. Okay. So. 100%. I'm going to uh, lean on your uh, ex-goaltending uh, intelligence and uh, ask you if uh if matt murray has uh changed your mind if it was even ever in fact uh not in favor of uh the pickup uh but he's he's starting to win some people over here it's still early but what are your thoughts on on matt murray um well i mean he's he's he like the way the way i not the, the way i i played but i we're way different in, in the the way that I think of goaltending and that doesn't make him right and, or, or, or me right or whatever. But see, I was a catcher of the puck all the time. And, and so sometimes I, I see him play and I'm totally impressed by how he can get to position a uh, and push off and, and get to B without using extreme athleticism. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, Pecorini gets from A to B and maybe, starter steps along the way and makes up for it because he can catch a puck. And yet, you know, Matt Murray, I've always admired the fact that, you know, he's a, he's more, not a blocker of the puck, but he's, 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 um, doesn't, it doesn't always look like it's, it's going to end up being in his body. It doesn't always look like it's going to be this save. That's traditionally the way that the, you know, that, that, that you move around your crease, but when he does so, and he and he and he pushes off from the post and comes out on top of the crease and gets a, gets around and um, uh, from point A to point B, it's like oh, okay, you know he 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 grinds it, he grinds it out there. It's um, there's some times where I think there's no way in the world he's going to get to that puck kipper, and then he does. So he's he's got something inside him, and there's a reason why he's won a couple of, of you know a couple of cups, but but uh, again. I think that he, he struggles with some of those movements and it ends up, you know, causing injury or, or whatever it might cause with, with Matt that you go, oh boy, is he okay? I, I guess I'm, I'm in a roundabout way, I'm trying to say that a lot of movements don't look smooth. And then when he, when he goes down or he makes a save, I go, is he okay? I, right. I'm sure you guys watch the game the same way. It's like, is he, is he okay? Did, is that an awkward fall or is that a fall that's going to be an injury or what it is? So I, um, but again, I have a lot of uh, admiration for him because it doesn't always come easy for him, and I and and so that's where I think that he's he's got something inside of him. He's got some jam inside of him because he he gets through it. So I I'm one of these guys that I hope he does well because he went from Pitt, he goes to Ottawa, um, he can look good for a certain amount of games, and then he can look a little awkward or maybe a little choppy, 
and then bang, it gets hurt. So um, right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs need a goaltender that's going to be reliable in that net, and a guy not only a guy that's going to have to make great saves, but a guy that's going to be there for them and dependable for them um, injury-wise, and not you know not being on the shelf. So. But uh, but again, we're 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 different goalies. He's not a goalie that I look at and I go, okay, that's what I, that's who I would emulate if I was in the in the league watching him. And I only say that because just I'm just different guys, different goalies, different ways of doing things, and and different styles. But uh, but all in all, I think that uh, you know he boy he could be a real hero there in Toronto if he stays healthy and continues to make some saves. Last one for me, Panger, and we appreciate you joining us during Canada's match. I'm sure it's killing you not watching right now. But um, what wanted to get your thoughts? It, it would be ridiculous to have you on and not ask about those Blues who you watch constantly. Uh, I think three streaks this year, win four, lose eight, win th- win seven. What is happening that that team is so streaky and so good and bad at the same time? Confusing. Yeah, no, no team has ever lost eight consecutive games in regulation zero points in eight games and then bounced back and won seven in regulation. So, wow. I mean, that that's the league right now. And I was just reading an article and it was from, uh, I think it was from Pierre Lebrun in the athletic and it was Doug Armstrong was kind of talking about the same thing. And, and, and this is something that we you talk about the Leafs or you talk about skilled teams or whatever, but it's the, it's the lack of not recognition from young skilled players, how to defend, you know, when you've got the lead, mm-hmm. everybody wants to add on to it. And I think it's, it's a it's a difficult league right now for, from from that point of view. But um, how are they? Well, the goalie that I I would like I do love watching is on a roll, and that's Jordan Bennington. I mean, he's stopping ninety six percent of the shots that have come his way. When you look at the you look you look at the at a Blues game, you look at him in the net. He looks like a goalie. He's got a tight crouch. He's, mm-hmm. He looks athletic. He's on top of his crease. He's battling like crazy. He's not worrying about all that other stuff. You know, he's not. You know, he's just playing goal. He's even keeled, and he's uh, setting the tone for them. He'll play again tonight in Buffalo, and uh, they're they're believing in one another right now. Uh, this Blues team. So, anytime you can win seven consecutive games, you're you're doing a lot of great things. And when they lost eight consecutive games, they were doing a lot of things very poor. But they have fixed what they went through in that eight game losing streak, and they're not nearly the same team. It's a night and day difference between the eight game losing streak and and what they're doing right now. You got enough time to go back and nap, or did we just bury it? No, no, no problem with me. I'll, I'll probably watch soccer. I want to see how the pitch looks. You know, oh, the pitch <laughs> looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's no alcohol, so that's nice and fresh. That's, that's why you're the not there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they promise you there is, and then they take it away. <laughs> we've we've been that we've been there before during our careers, haven't, haven't we? That way. That's right, buddy. We sure have. Darren well, Pang. Enjoy, enjoy that, and it has been a pleasure being on your award-winning program. Thank fellas. you, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Pang. Appreciate you. Okay. All right, gang. Take care. Darren Pang, TNT analyst, one hey, of the best. I was on uh, the television last night, and one of the questions that was uh, asked was, if you told every GM in the league you can have Austin Matthews or Kale McCarr, yeah. what do you think the number split is? Like 16-16, half and half? No. Do you think it's lopsided one way or the yeah, other? Yeah, I do think it's lopsided. Let's have it. Kale McCarr. Yeah. And McDavid McCarr? Uh, i probably go McCarr. Whoa. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Well, I don't know if anyone would. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. What are you asking me? Who's, who's hey, more they, exciting? No, who's... they're putting them in the middle in the G, and you're saying yeah. to the GMs, you're starting a team from scratch. Yes. Pick one of these two guys. Yes. The fence. I mean, he's unbelievable. Who? <laughs> Makar. He unbelievable. Is, he has the uh, fewest games to you, 200 points for uh, a defenseman in, in NHL is history. more important to win a championship than a McDavid is. Wow. You know, so I... I we started with McDavid, and I dumbed it, not dumbed oh, it down, but brought it to Matthews. Well, what happens here? Oh, me? sorry. I forgot my mic was on. My bad. <laughs> what happened? Did we oh, come no, close? It was... We're at the 87th minute here, still down one. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, boys. How no, much time it's... do we have left in this game? Three uh, minutes. Got to be five three, extra after, though, eh? Maybe, they've been going a lot, so maybe seven or eight minutes. Of extra. Of extra. So there's probably about 10 minutes left in this game. Okay. Plenty of time. 10 minutes left in the show. <laughs> We're going to be here with you through the end before we get to... A kick in the grass. So, sorry about yelling there, boys. <laughs> no, it's good. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, ask Sammy that question if you can pay attention. Sammy, do you enough. want Austin Matthews or Kale McCarr? Mm, gun in my head, I'm McCarr. Yeah. I I think we're not I, doing our show loyalties I, very well, I, but I, I think a lot of people recognize that's the, the is choice. Connor, I think he's or, a I mean, third pick, Matthews. Is is Kale one of the fastest to score 200 points? The fastest. The fastest in history. Yeah, about for defenseman. Any Bobby Orr yeah. or 195 Paul games, he's got 200 points. He clapped one top corner the other night. Also, just like controls the pace of play out there. He defends. He's big. He skates. Yeah, the position um, from one end to the other is more important than even a centerman. Yeah, I think if you could lock up a one D, that's Kale McCarr. I, I, I still take. Did you uh, McDavid? Did, what did you say in the show last night? I said McCarr over Matthews. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, I didn't took even. Mc- I didn't you took even McDavid? Think, no, I, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't actually yeah. do that, but I don't think I could pass on Connor McDavid. But a lot of that is uh, just we talk about him so much inter- more. Interesting in question for yeah. sure. It's just uh, it's your philosophy today. I I I build from the net on out. Nick Robertson or Kale McCarr? Who would you rather have? What kind of? What, what, <laughs> you, you think Nick's feeling pressure again, um, or is he? I do. I I really hope he goes in there with house money right now. And he gets to play with Marner and Tavares, which to me, that's a nice line for him. I actually don't like him with Nylander much. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's a good fit, being that both the guys have defenses secondary on their list. But I like him with Marner and Tavares. I think he's got a chance there. You know, Marner passes the puck better than anybody on earth right now. Maybe outside, I don't know, Dreisaitl or something. But Just quickly on our Sportsnet uh, poll... On our YouTube channel, Makar, 79%. Running away with Matthews, 21%. Yeah. but And this is also, a Leafs show. We're so. also talking a, an offseason for Matthews by his right. standards. If he were leading the league right now with 20 goals, it might be different. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe not for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, for sure, we would have, we'd know different. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to a Kipper's Clipper on... The opportunity yet again for Nick Robertson. I to get Nick that opportunity up there, and it's a little bit of a different look. You know, we've played him lots this season with John and, and Will. Uh, not as much uh, with, with John and Mitch, so that's something I wanted to get a look at and think that, that the timing is right. Um, Malkin's played very well for us. We've done a lot of good things. We've been really happy with him, yet uh, there's some things, you know, that we want to continue to work on and, and grow in, in his game, and you know, missing game here and there is not not a not the worst thing for him. Um, at the same time, you know, it makes it a true competition. You know, where where there's guys, if they slip a little bit, uh, then you know others are going to come in and play. 
It's interesting that he made the comment about Mulgan slipping more than just like wanting to get Robertson in, actually saying that he's seeing a little slippage there. Still well, I think, I think I've already seen more than I, I thought I would mm-hmm. out of Mulgan. So, oh, yeah, we're talking about sustainable. We, we've never, you know, we we're talking about a guy that's never played regularly in the National Hockey League ever before. So, yeah, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your first NHL game, and then you're still looking around. And you're like, can't believe where you are, and your family's excited, and your buddies are all excited. And then there's there's a, there's a, a line you cross, and it's like, I've got a job. Well, there's no exhale. Right? Yeah. I've got a job, and what's the job requirement? It's to play consistent, and I'm not as, ex- as, as excited as I was maybe a month ago or mm. two months ago. And now there's an expectation every night I got to do it, opposed to, you know, people not being sure. Yeah. It, it just changes. Well, it's, and there's. It's like the goalies who, okay, you want to play with a free will in net yeah. when people have no expectations from you. Yeah. And then when there are expectations, what happens? Yeah, totally different. And, you know, not that my experience is that comparable, but like being in the American League at first, I was very excited, like fired up, legs pumping, whatever. And you do get to a point where you're two months in and you're like, you yes. know, now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got to work. Get up for a game here I, and like, yeah, I got to kick myself in the, yeah, it's certainly a, an issue. Oh my God, that was a fast hour even during a. It was. How much extra time? Only five, a big game. Five, so Five more minutes. Two minutes left yeah. here. Two minutes. All the right, prospects Sammy, hanging are, in there? The prospects are looking grim. This, what, I just what, can't believe uh, how good they've been okay, to, so to not score. Let, let's go to a New Jersey-Toronto score tonight, boys. Can the Leafs keep this close tonight? Leafs win 4-3 in overtime. Oh, overtime. my. What a super <laughs> fan. I've got, a, I've got the Leafs probably losing 5-2. <laughs> You know what, though? Yours at least makes sense. Mine's like a total hope Leafs. and a prayer because I'm... What do you got, Sammy? Like the Leafs. Leafs lose 6 nothing. All right. <laughs> Sammy's in a bad We hope you enjoyed our condensed Real Kipper and Bourne show on this Canada-Belgium day. Enjoy the rest of the soccer game. Go Canada, go. Come on. Get a big goal here before we go off the air. You got can do it. Got a minute. No, Sammy? Nah, Sammy's gone. He's checked out. Stay tuned for Blair, Riccio, and Devang Desai. Oh, a kick in the grass. Very nice. Thank you. Thanks for doing that because I had no idea. <laughs> and if, for all our loyal followers and on Derek, YouTube, involved. thank you very much. Frank the Tank, Derek Brandeo, awesome job. Give us a rating and review. We love that. And a thumbs up on the Real Kipper Inborn Show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night.